0: Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. It is November the 20th, 2023. My name is Michael J. Sutton, and we look at freedom from a Christian perspective here at Freedom Matters Today. I'm the CEO, and we've just come back from a fantastic conference hosted by Australians for Science and Freedom, held at the University of New South Wales, which is a great university uh, near the centre of um, Sydney. Beautiful campus there, and a fantastic conference with many speakers from around Australia and some from overseas talking about the issues related to the COVID pandemic, politics, economy, society, psychology, philosophy, and looking at many of the issues that stem from that terrible experience we all endured and suffered and the COVID hysteria period is a defining period in Australian history and this conference really was an opportunity for many people to come together and to talk about their experiences, share their experiences and talk about some program uh, for the future. And so I was asked to um, uh, to give a, a short talk. I was one of the invited guests uh, there. There were many from different parts of um um, the Australian community, various walks of life. I was asked to give a, a short talk on Hidden Road Publishing and Freedom Matters Today um, and the origin of the company and the creation of this, um, this independent uh, and challenging, uh, contrarian, uh, anti-narrative uh, publishing house, which is what we've become here at Freedom Matters Today. And so what I was going to do today is to read to you an edited version of the talk I gave on Saturday morning and also tell you a little bit more about the proposal that I made uh, on that uh, during that talk which is our welcome to my country uh, competition. So Freedom Matters today looks at freedom from a Christian perspective as you know if you've been following this podcast in this third series this third series we've been looking at freedom from past and prejudice with a focus on the identity of Jesus and the reason i chose that theme is because identity is the big issue of today and a lot of people are arguing for the recognition of their identity and identity is important it is important to know who you are but it's more important to know who god is Because once we know who God is and we know him, then we can understand our own identity. And in understanding our own identity, we can understand others as well. So Freedom Matters today is in the freedom business. We're an independent, non-sectarian, apolitical publishing house, an educational service provider, and a megaphone for truth, honesty, and hope. Over the last year, we've published eight titles in paperback. Four on Faith and Life, three novels and one academic text. Another three are forthcoming in 2024, with four reaching completion. early next year, all titles will have their ebook and hardback formats. As you know, um, this podcast is in its third iteration. We uh, started off with a daily podcast, a weekly podcast, then monthly podcast, and back again to a, a weekly podcast. A weekly podcast really is the best way to go, uh, in my view. Uh, a daily podcast really requires an intense amount of effort uh, and work, um, and it's sort of impossible in, a, in many ways, uh, given the restraints on time. But a weekly podcast works really well, and I would appreciate any feedback uh, you would like to give. Just send me an email uh, at today.com, make a comment uh, it'd be great to hear from you, what you think about the podcast, what do you think about where we're going as a company, any ideas for the future, what you'd like to see as a topic, future topics, and if you have any questions, some people used to ask questions, some people make comments, but if you have a question about faith, about life, about what it means to follow Jesus outside of the church, what does it mean to um, follow Jesus, uh, then please let me know. So, as is my custom these days, post-voice, it's to give my welcome to my country statement. I want to welcome you to my country, Australia. Everyone is welcome here, and everyone is equal under the law, and everyone has one vote. Australia is rich in diversity, resilient in character, and hospitable in spirit. In the beginning, this land was empty, No humans trod here. But over time, people made the journey. From all over the world they came, from the dawn of humanity, the trials and tribulations of empire, the pain of conflict, and the desire for change. They continue to come, to make Australia their home, looking back to those who came before us, rejoicing in our present identity and looking forward to the future with hope. History is the striving towards the freedom of spirit And the desire to live in a world God made, in a life shaped by God's love, with hearts changed by God's spirit, who moves in all creation and celebrates the Son of God through whom all things came into being. This is my country, this is my voice, and this is my spirit. So as announced on Saturday, Freedom Matters Today will run a competition next year to find out the best welcome-to-country statements. The idea is that uh, any Australian, regardless of whatever background, creed, religion, faith they come from, any Australian can write a 150 to 200-word statement on what Australia means to them. And it's called a welcome-to-my-country statement, not welcome-to-country which is grammatically incorrect. Welcome to my country means that everyone in Australia has the right to say that this is their country. And they have a right to be proud of being Australian. They have a right to be proud to live here and to own this land as their land and to stand with a clear conscience without a sense of guilt or shame that they stand so doing um, honestly before themselves and before God. So... The goal is to publish the best entries as a book. There'll be prizes for those who, uh, whom the judges deem as the uh, most beautifully composed. Welcome to my country statements, and the goal is eventually to forward a copy to the Prime Minister of Australia, whomever he or she uh, will be. So the Welcome to My Country project will be launched on Australia Day next year. It will run for approximately a year. Uh, there will be a closing date I haven't decided when that will be and that will enable us to put it all together to enable the judges to go through the entries and decide whomever they deem to be uh, the best composers of this literary competition and then there'll be prizes of course at the end. So please keep keep your eye on Freedom Matters today as more information on the Welcome to My Country Statement competition is revealed. So back to the pandemic and the origins of Freedom Matters today. So the idea for the name of Freedom Matters today came out of the pandemic and the suppression of freedom by secular and religious authorities. Uh, We were battered bruised and bullied by the bureaucrats. All definitions of freedom were denied, derided and denounced as wicked, selfish and sinful. It seemed to me that the battle was going to be about the nature of freedom and how it relates to our relationship with God and our relationship with others. I felt we were going down the same path as other decaying democracies have done in the past, except it wasn't in the history books, it was happening before our eyes. We saw this with the church, with a massive apostasy, with COVID hysteria, with the JobKeeper scam slush fund, with the silence of many priests, pastors, ministers, and bishops saying absolutely nothing about government policy for several years, but quite happy to take the money. And so if you study church history at seminary, you think, wow, these times of apostasy, weren't they terrible? If we were there at that time, we would do things differently. Well, the answer is no, you wouldn't. The vast majority of churches just did what apostates did in the past, which is to apostatize, comply, 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 but ironically, we pick and choose the issues uh, over which we comply when we rebel. And conveniently, it often has a lot to do with how much money the church is going to receive in terms of determining uh, what our policy should be. So it was not only society, but it was the church. It was uh, uh, other institutions that failed And it was happening before our eyes. This wasn't in some history book. This was in real time. So I saw an opportunity to do something no one else was doing, to approach faith and life from a completely different perspective, outside of institutional religion. My slogan for 2022 was, don't go to church, follow Jesus instead. Now, a lot of Christians are very upset by this. uh, But I stand in a very respectable tradition. It used to be in the days of the Puritans, and if you don't know who they are as a Christian, well, that shows how spiritually delinquent you are. The Puritans used to make the distinction between the Christian and the almost Christian. And they were very critical of the fake Christian. The nominal Christian was the term that we used in the 19th century uh, of Christians who were fake we would use the term fake christians today but there was a very clear distinction between the nominal christian and the genuine christian and then in our 20th century we still have the we would have the distinction the church going christian or the sunday christian versus the real christian and so my insistence of don't go to church follow jesus and said comes from that tradition which is faith is about 24/7 it's not what you do on sunday at church And unfortunately, what's happened is you've seen the radical decline of Christian witness in Australia. You have seen at the same time the radical growth in the economic importance of the church. Uh, the vast resources that they're gathering through their political actions and activism, the schools, the hospitals, the aged care facilities, the aid agencies. Churches have become incredibly wealthy institutions. At the same time, they no longer preach the gospel, they no longer show compassion unless there's money involved, and they no longer stand for the truth. They have become economic enterprises hidden behind the prison of the charity status, which really prevents effective competition uh, in society. And this system that they've created is a system that's really only been around for a short period of time. Those people who say, oh, but we need a charity status. The church didn't have a charity status for 1,800 years. You don't need it. Churches in the past didn't have charity status. Friends, look it up. The charity prison that governments have created in the last 100 years or so has resulted and probably is causally related to the radical decline in Christian witness in the West. It's nothing to do with gays or transgenderism or feminism. The decline of Christian witness is a direct result of the appropriation of faith by the state. And the setting up, the dangling of money, money, money. Here, friends, you can make money for Jesus. Here you are, friends. Look at all the money you can make with your Christian schools. Look at all the money you can make with your other financial enterprises. And isn't it remarkable that there is no evidence whatsoever that the radical increase in Christian schools, independent schools in Australia, has led to any real growth in faith and piety. In fact, the opposite's the case. The more Christian schools are created, the fewer Christians there are. And I've been saying that for years. Don't go to church, follow Jesus instead. And if Christians did follow Christ, then we wouldn't be in the mess we are today. What we discovered in COVID hysteria was that so many people and their principles went by the wayside like seeds scattered on the rocks. People we admired, people we trusted, people we looked up to. They unveiled their true selves And they betrayed themselves and us for money, for reputation, or out of fear. It may come as a surprise to you, but the Christian faith is not about money. It's not about power, or buildings, or schools, or hospitals. The Christian faith is a simple relationship with a loving God. I started Freedom Matters today in September 2021 with the hope of inspiring encouraging and building community when governments were content on tearing everything down. In my opinion, the fight for freedom is just beginning. For me, true freedom comes from God. For me, the truth about God is written about in the Bible which gives an account of the one we call Jesus of Nazareth whom his disciples called the Christ or the Messiah. Jesus said, That if the Son shall set you free, then you shall be truly free. St. Paul tells us that it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. That's from Galatians. He also says that the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit is, there is freedom. So freedom is at the heart of the Christian message. So once I, came, once I decided on the name, Freedom Matters Today, I decided upon the program. And immediately the word that kept coming to my mind was freedom. And within a few moments I, I decided on the program. True freedom is freedom from fascism and tyranny, freedom from fear and despair, freedom from sin and death, freedom from guilt and shame, freedom from past and prejudice, and freedom from... War and conflict. I first started with blogs and podcasting, and in November last year, 2022, published my first title, Freedom from Fascism. Freedom from Fascism is a scathing critique, not of political power, but of religious power, or what I call Christian fascism. If you want to know about that, well, I encourage you to get the book and have a read of it. And it's been widely read it's in fact my popular most popular title people all around the world have read freedom from fascism Um, and some one guy um, a professor in america used to um, read a little bit of freedom from fascism every night in the bath before he went to bed i remember that and others have made very positive comments on the book at asking the right questions challenging religious power and challenging COVID hysteria and COVID theology. So that was freedom from fascism. I think my favourite chapter in that is "What does God do during the week?" And it's a it's a, in some ways, humorous look at the, the fiction we have with the church. Go to church, God's there. Okay. Well, when you leave and go home, where's God? What does He do? What does He do with His time? And Most Christians have no idea because they don't expect to find God at church because they don't believe in him. They're just there for a social get-together or to give money to the church to alleviate their guilt or whatever. Uh, But this idea of what does God do during the week is really an intriguing question. If you've never thought about it, I encourage you to get freedom from fascism. So my vision for Freedom Matters today, my my vision is for a viable, credible, publishing alternative for a multiplicity of voices, defending, calling for, defining, and fighting for freedom, challenging the narrative, asking the uncomfortable questions, and speaking truth to both secular and religious power. That's the vision. A viable, credible publishing alternative for a multiplicity of voices. We're challenging the system, challenging the narrative, challenging the conventional wisdom, asking the uncomfortable questions, and speaking truth to power, both secular and religious. What I discovered was that the mystique of publishing is largely a fiction. It's fictional. Like everything, there is a clear, defined process. If you put the work in, anything is possible in whatever field or endeavor you're engaged in. To date, all of our titles are available through Amazon Print On Demand, which offers a niche opportunity, and, and Amazon has been a great platform to promote freedom matters today. People have said, why don't you publish with others, well, the old freedom fighters, the old independents, the old this, the old that. Well, I don't trust the old guard. They betrayed us in COVID. They betrayed us in the war on terror, and others other situations. In COVID hysteria, we really came very close to true fascism in this country. Very close. Uh, those who of you who don't believe that, you have your head in the sand and you believe anything you're told. We came very close to fascism. Lining up to support fascism were most of the old guard, the ones who used to stand for freedom, hypocrites and Judaism the conference Australians for Science and Freedom TNT Radio Freedom Matters today and many other voices individual and collective represent a counter revolution as i said the fight for freedom is just beginning for me what is different about freedom matters today well my starting point is always the text of the bible in particular the new testament i always start with the meaning of words phrases and ideas in the scriptures in the bible what it means what Is the author saying, what are they uh, hinting at? What are they suggesting? How does it fit together? How does these words apply to our lives? How is faith and life connected? I'm not interested in some esoteric intellectual discussion about verbs and adjectives. I'm interested in, in applying the truth of the Bible to our everyday lives so we may follow God each day. It's not about church or rituals or religion. It's about faith and our relationship with God. My starting point is the Bible and my end point is the Bible. I'm not afraid to speak the truth or ask the right questions. It is not the age for ambiguity, nor is it the time for timidity, nor is it the epoch for keeping your powder dry. We are at war. In fact, we always were, we just didn't know it, and we trusted the wrong people. We need the courage to speak the truth about God to power, both secular and religious, both in season and out of season, when it is comfortable and when it is uncomfortable. The good news about God is for everyone. God has no favourites, and it is about God, who he is, what he has done, and how we might know him. It is about identity, the identity of God. And in knowing God, we might know ourselves and know others. So what are some of the other titles? Well, the title is God on America's side and Is Russia My Enemy? They ask two important questions that many Christians don't want to ask. Is Russia my enemy? Is Israel my enemy? Is Palestine my enemy? Is China my enemy? And lots of Christians out there will say, yes, 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 it is, yes, it is, to whichever group they fancy. But is that what God says? It's interesting they're not interested in what God says. But what does God say in his word, the Bible? Is God on America's side? Asks the same question. And lots of Christians, yes, yes, he is, of course he is. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, 100%, yes, he's on America's side. Well, really? How interesting. Once again, the starting point for me is the Bible, what the scriptures say about where our allegiances are and what side God is on. Following Jesus when the church has lost its way is about how to understand God. You don't need to go to church to be a Christian. You don't need to turn up on Sunday morning to sit through a boring sermon and sing songs you don't understand to be a Christian. Nowhere in the Scriptures. Nowhere does it say you must go to church on Sunday to be a Christian. The fascists say, oh, whenever two or three gather, I am in their midst. Absolutely. Whenever. Whenever, friends. Whenever. Not on Sunday, when two or three gather, I'm there in the midst. No, whenever two or three gather, I am there. Following Jesus when the church has lost its way, and the church has lost its way in Australia and in the West. The Curse of Crooked River, which is a novel I wrote about the Golgon Gold Rush in 1872, asks the question what makes civilization? And I think it's a very important question to ask today. What does it mean to be a civilized society? What is civilization? This is the question Nathaniel Chambers asks himself. As he ponders his relationship with his uh, departed brother and he ponders his relationship with his new friends in the town of Golgong, a gold rush town which is and home rule which now no longer exists, as it was built up out of nothing, suddenly these towns emerged in rural New South Wales to find gold. And he asks the question what does it mean to be civilized? What makes civilization? The Third Tsunami, which is a novel set in contemporary Japan, asks the question, can an evil person change their ways? So the main character, Kato Masayoshi, is not a very nice person. And he has not done, he's done some very unpleasant things in his life. And the question the book asks, can he change? And if he can change, how can he change? What are the steps that will enable genuine change? And does he really want to change? And so these, this is the story of Kato Masayoshi and the third tsunami. Can an evil person change their ways? Monkey in the Castle by the Sea, which was my first novel. I wrote it almost 20 years ago in various forms and edited it, edited it over, the, over the years and finally published it uh, this year, asks a question. How can we escape the cycle of war? How can we escape the cycle of war? How can we live in peace? Unfortunately, the answer Monkey comes to is not the answer you and I would want to hear, but Monkey, of course, is not human, and that's part of the issue with um, this book. And in my, in my book, Monkey in the Castle by the Sea, all the animal kingdoms have kind of copied humans. They've seen humans in action, and they've copied them. And the results of this copying, this, I guess, cultural plagiarism, uh, have resulted in chaos and destruction and and misery for the animal kingdoms, and so, monkey is confronted with this question: How can we escape the cycle of war? What do we need to do in order to have peace? Baby race is my last book, last title, asks a question: Does low fertility cause social and economic collapse? It's an academic text looking at the the popular argument that low fertility causes economic and social collapse. And we need to have more children in order to reverse economic decline. And it's very relevant for countries with low birth rates, such as Japan and China, and uh, often Australia. And I link this discussion in with the discussion of fascism and the subtleties and nuances of contemporary fascism. So please keep uh, keep us in your prayers. Please uh, continue to uh, listen to the podcast. We will return to our normal series uh, next week looking at the identity of Jesus Christ from the letter to the Hebrews and how it applies to us today I also want to commend to you the uh, the conference proceedings of the Australians for Science and Freedom uh, it was a great conference and my many thanks to the organising committee uh, particularly Gigi Foster Professor Foster who organised the conference and um, her associates for a fantastic conference And I wish them all the best for the future too. And also please keep your eye out for further information concerning our Welcome to My Country competition which will be launched on Australia Day next year. So remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Talk to you next week.